Welcome to the Bible Truth Podcast with Ron and Tim Reynolds, pastors and Bible teachers. Pastor Ron and Pastor Tim combined for more than 70 years of teaching and preaching God's Word. Listen now as they share the eternal truths of the Bible. All right, we're in chapter 5 of the book of Romans, and uh, uh, the Apostle Paul, through the Holy Spirit, has declared all of humanity guilty of sin, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, when we get into chapter 5, we look at the results of our justification. Once again, justification is an act of God whereby he legally declares the guilty sinner not guilty. Now, why would he do that? Well, he would do that because uh, of the believer's faith in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you see, we have that responsibility. Excuse me for just a moment. We, we have to get our lighting right uh, when we're doing these series, and uh, there's a certain method to that. And uh, we get too much light or, or too little light, and it'll, it'll mess up the, uh, the video image. So we try to do the best we can, or I try to do the best I can uh, in, in uh, making the, the uh, image uh, look as clear as I possibly can. Now, uh, in chapter uh, 5, uh, the Apostle Paul has talked about um, he's talked about Adam, for by one man sin entered into the world, that's verse 12, and, by, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. You see, Adam, the first man that was created, uh, is the federal head of um, the human race. Uh, and um, the Bible teaches that Adam uh, was the one that transgressed in God's uh, law. God's law was do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, Eve was deceived by the devil, and then she gave the fruit to Adam, and he willingly took the fruit, thus disobeying God, and the penalty, of course, was death. The wages of sin is death. And so sin entered into the world, and then because of Adam's transgression, and we are all his offspring, therefore we come into this world as sinners by nature. Um, and the Bible says, uh, so death passed upon all men for all of sin. So we're all declared sinners and we all will face death. Um, the only ones that won't will be those that go in the rapture with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, um, I would like to be one of those. I'm sure you would too. But overall, it's appointed to men once to die. Now, uh, what he's going to do, what Paul is going to do through inspiration of the Holy Spirit is to... Uh, contrast Adam with the first Adam with the second Adam. The first Adam is Adam, of course, uh, the created uh, human being, and the second Adam is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, so he's going to contrast Adam and Jesus. Uh, one produced death, the other one, Adam, produced death, Jesus produced life. And uh, so he's going to contrast these, and um, we left off at verse 14. Now look uh, at verse 15, if you would, please. The Bible says, but not as the offense. Now that's talking about Adam's disobedience, the offense of Adam. Um, Adam offended God because he disobeyed God. But not as the offense, 
so also is the, the free gift. Of course, the offense is disobedience to God, but the free gift is eternal life. Uh, for if through the offense of one, that's Adam, many be dead, I've already spoken of that, he brought death into the human race, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, this is the free gift, the grace of God is a gift, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded into many. So here's the point. Uh, the Apostle Paul is saying, through Adam came death, but through Christ came righteousness and life. And uh, so here's the thing. Unbelievers, all unbelievers are in Adam. All believers are in Christ. You are either in Adam or in Christ. Now, the way that you move from Adam to Christ, the way you get out of Adam to get in Christ is by the process of repentance and receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior by faith. Uh, and uh, so that's what it talks means when it talks about being in Christ. We come into this world as sinners by nature. We're in Adam. But when we're born again, we are transferred to uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are in Christ. And again, you're either in Adam if you're unsaved. If you're saved, you're in Christ. Now it goes on to say in verse 16, and not as it were by one that sinned, so is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation. That's just simply saying that God condemned the human race because of Adam's disobedience, willful disobedience to, to God. And so death passed upon all men, death and condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses into justification. Now, uh, the free gift, of course, is God's grace, and, uh, and, and so uh, God's grace is greater than the sin uh, that Adam committed and the sin that we all are guilty of. For if by, verse 17, for if by one man's offense, that's, that's Adam, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, by Adam, much more they which receive abundance of grace, that's all believers, and of the gift of righteousness, God gives us his righteousness, shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. So, um, it's simply saying here that death reigns by Adam, but uh, eternal life reigns by Christ. Again, You've got Adam contrasted with Christ. Adam produces death. Christ produces deliverance from sin and, and, uh, and justification before God. Now, verse 18 says, Therefore, as by the offense of one, that's Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. We're all condemned. You know, uh, it's not that we're going to be condemned. We're already condemned. That, that's according to the word of God. Uh, let me uh, prove that to you from uh, the book of John. If you go to the book of John, chapter 3, uh, here's the words that we have. Um, for God, uh, verse 17 of John, chapter 3, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Uh, he that believeth on him, on Jesus, is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. 
all unbelievers that believeth not are already condemned. We come into this world condemned by Almighty God because we have Adam's sin nature. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not on him is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So you are either in God's condemn condemnation or you've been set free from his condemnation, and the way you do that is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and so he says here in verse 18 of Romans 5, Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, we're condemned to death. Not only are we condemned to death, we're condemned to, uh, to hell. Even so, by the righteousness of one, well, who is that? Well, there's only one righteous. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. For by the righteousness of one, Jesus, the free gift came upon all men to, into justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, that's Adam, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. You see, we are made sinners because of the disobedience of Adam. We are made saints because of the obedience of Christ, not because of anything we do. Not because of our, um, you know, good works or, or whatever. It's all because one uh, has made us righteous, and that is the righteous one, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, uh, the book of, uh, uh, of uh, Philippians has a, a wonderful uh, little passage here I want to read to you. Uh, the Bible says uh, in Philippians chapter 2, um, speaking of Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God, that's verse 6 of Philippians 2, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Being found, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. That's the one that was obedient. He became obedient unto death, even the death, uh, death of, uh, of Christ, a uh, death of the cross. And so uh, Adam's disobedience brings us death, all right, and, and, and eternal punishment in hell. Jesus' obedience to the Father, his righteousness, uh, brings us righteousness uh, when we trust him as our Savior. That's the point. He makes us righteous. Uh, the Bible teaches that very clearly. Um, and so uh, the obedience of one shall be many be made righteous. We, we are not righteous. All our righteousness is as filthy rags, the Bible says. What happens is when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, God imputes our, transfers his righteousness to the believer. All right? Uh, well, let's let's read uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, which is, a, uh, I think, a verse that explains it. Verse 21, For he, God, hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, Jesus knew no sin, that we might be made, made the righteousness of God in him. God declares us righteous not because of us, but because of our faith in his Son. It's all because of Jesus. Salvation is of the Lord. Now then, verse 20. 
Moreover, the law, I'm in Romans 5.20, moreover, the law entered, the law, the Mosaic law entered. Now watch this. That the offense might abound. What does that mean? That the offense might abound. Well, it means God gave his law through Moses so that it might expose our sins to us. Uh, when we read God's law, we find out we cannot keep it perfectly. Uh, and we come short of the glory of God. All right? And so, moreover, the law entered. Why? That the offense might abound. In other words, that sin might be exposed, our sin might be exposed to us, and not only that, but our sin might be expanded to us. We might see how sinful sin really is. That's the point he's making. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But here's the good news. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. God's unmerited favor did much more abound. Therefore, we're not saved by keeping the law. We can't be saved by keeping the law. But the law does show us how sinful we are and that we need to uh, embrace the Lord Jesus Christ and the grace of God. Grace comes through Jesus Christ. Verse 21 that as sin hath reigned unto death, so for the unbeliever sins, sin reigns to death. Even so might grace reign, God's unmerited favor reign our rule, through righteousness unto the, into eternal life, here it is, by Jesus Christ our Lord. God gives his righteousness to us because of our faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord, and therefore grace reigns instead of death reigning. Because when you trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, uh, you have to understand that uh, God gives you eternal life. And now grace cancels out our debt of sin. Now, uh, I said at the beginning uh, that this passage of Scripture had to do with sanctification, and I failed to differentiate between um, personal sanctification and, and, and progressive sanctification. Personal sanctification, now listen carefully, sanctification means set apart. Personal sanctification takes place when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and God sets our spirit and soul apart for eternal life. All right? I can prove that from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10. Listen to this. Chapter 10, verse 10 of the book of Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews writes, By the which we are, not will be, but we are sanctified, set apart, through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So, personal sanctification takes place uh, at the same time justification takes place. And we are set apart for eternal life, for eternity. Uh, because of the uh, offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. He's not going to do it again. So that's personal sanctification. That has nothing to do with the body. That has to do with the spirit and the soul. 
God sets our spirit and, and soul uh, apart, declares us righteous, declares us perfect in our spirit and our soul, and it's all because of our faith in the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ um, in his offering uh, of his body once and for all. Let me read it one more time. By the which we are, when? Well, we are, present tense, speaking to a believer, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. That's personal sanctification. It's a work of God in us. We cannot work it. Oh, but wait a moment. There's something I believe is called progressive sanctification. What What is progressive sanctification? Pro, uh, uh, progressive sanctification is not a work of God, it's a work of the believer. It means that we must set apart our bodies. That's what Paul means in, in Romans 12 when he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That's, you know, on a daily basis, we should say, God, I know you live in my body. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, sanctify my body by pleasing you, by doing good things that please you. That has nothing to do with our salvation, but it has all to do, now listen, it, had, it has all to do with our service and our spiritual growth. Personal sanctification uh, brings us salvation. It's a work of God, all right? He imputes his righteousness to the believer because of his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Progressive sanctification is a work of the believer to set himself apart, his body apart, for the service of the Lord and for spiritual growth. And, and this must be done on a daily basis. That's what Jesus meant when he said, take up thy cross and follow me. He, matter of fact, he said daily. Deny yourself and follow me. That, that's a work of the believer. And discipleship, being a disciple, has to do with progressive sanctification, the setting apart of the body for the service of God and for spiritual growth. So, let me recap. Sanctification of the spirit and soul takes place at salvation. Sanctification of the body for Christian service and for spiritual growth takes place progressively. It, it's a work that we do. God does the sanctifying of the spirit and soul. We do the sanctifi sanctifying of the body. We present our bodies a living sacrifice. And so uh, what we see in Romans chapter 5 is the sanctification of the spirit and soul. When we get to chapter 12, we'll look at, well, even some other chapters, we'll look at progressive sanctification and the sanctification of the body for the service and spiritual growth of a believer. All right, that ends chapter 5, and I hope I have answered some questions for you and done my best. And uh, now we're going to uh, go into chapter 6, and I'm looking forward to it. Some more great Bible truths that, that we all need to know uh, in regards to our salvation and uh, also in regards to our service to the Lord and our spiritual growth.
You've been listening to the Bible Truth Podcast with your host pastors, Tim and Ron Reynolds. They can be contacted on the Mount Vernon Baptist Temple Facebook page, or you may send Pastor Tim an email to T-I-M-R-E-Y-1 at hotmail.com. Or if you prefer, mail correspondence to Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Again, that's Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Thank you for listening.